Hey you guys, welcome to Living in Courage. I am so thrilled to have you here today. My name is Eileen Bocanegra and I am your host here at the Living in Courage podcast. I want to welcome all our first-time listeners and I want to thank you for joining us here at Living Encouraged, a place where we just want to do life together, a place where we're just going to have some very great conversations. Uh, And for all our frequent listeners, I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your wonderful support and just for, uh, you know, listening to me gab all the time. You know, I just go blah, 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 blah. Not really. I don't blah, blah, blah. But I am so happy to be here with y'all today. Today, I want to kind of just talk to you a little bit about, you know, what's been going on here. Like, how have you been holding up through uh, COVID-19, right? Like, how are you doing? You know, I, I really wish that I could have you all like in a room and just hear from everybody. I would love to hear from everybody how you're doing what have you been doing how are you surviving that that's the better question how are you surviving COVID-19 uh, I'm going to tell you a little little bit about what we've been doing what we've been going through and how we've been getting through these tough times because uh, yeah they're tough uh, it, it's not easy sometimes especially here at Casa Boca Negra you know it it can get a little tough here you know I'm the only uh, female in the house right so I live in a house with all men, okay, uh, ranging from uh, newly turned 19, right? Our baby is 19. He is no longer a baby. Mm-hmm, that's right. And he is single. Girls, yeah, he is. Handsome guy. Then I've got uh, our 20, you know what? Shame on me, 24 years old. Uh, my 24-year-old son, yeah, he is here too. And then we also, you know, then there's my husband, right? So, you know, it's a house filled with nothing but guys. So how am I surviving? That should be the better question. How am I surviving COVID-19? Well, today we're going to talk about our uh, survival here at at our house. And, and, you know, how, how do we get through times like what we're dealing with right now? How do we survive through setbacks how do we survive through difficult circumstances so today we're going to talk a little bit about that and i'm just gonna i just want to sit here and just share a little bit about what i'm going through you know uh i just want to i want to share with you i would just i just want to open up and just like oh this is what i'm going through i want you to be my therapist today right i'm just kidding that's not gonna happen but uh i am gonna share with you so join me as we talk about how to survive hardships and difficult circumstances. So join me on today's podcast. Okay, so it seems like we're like on Survivor, right? And we're like on an island here. And if these children don't get it together, I'm about to vote somebody off this island. (laughs) Seriously, though, I'm trying not to, but God help me. I mean... Talk about grace. The good Lord has shown me so much grace and has shown me how to show others grace. And, and yeah, a lot of grace, a lot of prayer is what, what's helping us survive what we're going through in this quarantine. You know, we, we have been in a quarantine for what, a month now, five weeks, roughly. Um, uh, we have been in quarantine, right? And, 
you know, you can just imagine 24 seven with everybody here, except for my husband who still goes to work and he does leave the house. But, uh, I mean, good grief. How many of y'all are cooking? How many of y'all are cooking? And I'm curious to know how many meals are you feeding your family a day? Because my boys wake up and it's what's for breakfast. And then at, at, at a lunchtime hour, it's what's for lunch. And, you know, maybe I want them to go do like I did when I was growing up and eat a bologna sandwich. Just try it out. It's actually really good. It may not be good for you, but try it out. But they won't do it. They won't. They won't. I'm, I'm serious. It's they want a hot meal. And then it's what's for dinner. I'm starving. And I'm thinking, okay, how did you just turn like 19, right? And you're starving and you're waiting on me to cook you dinner. I mean, because that's the conversation we had today. So I'm letting you know, this is what I'm going through. There are days that I will cook four meals in a day because there were no leftovers because they eat everything. They're like going through the fridge like crazy. You know, you buy groceries and you say, okay, I'm buying groceries today and this is going to be my two-week stockpile. I'm not going to come back for two weeks because I don't want to have to go back out there. Uh, I try to go out as little bit as possible. And, you know, because you, you got to put the gloves on there. You got to put the mask on and then, then my glasses on top of the mask. And, and then I'm trying not to fog up my glasses, right? So, you know, I've got issues, right? I've got major issues. So in order for me to go out, it takes some serious work. <laughs> it really does. And they don't understand that. They just eat and they eat all day, all night. And then they stay up late and they eat again. So I'm like, God, help us. Stimulus check, you came and you were gone. I mean, I probably went to the groceries a couple of times and they ate it all. They ate the stimulus check. That's what happens, right? <laughs> but that's how it felt, right? Seriously, if, if you're going through what I'm going through, you understand. Kids eat and minds have been eating a lot. I guess I should change the subject on eating, right? Maybe you're getting hungry now. But seriously, you know, what have we been doing to survive this time? Uh, how are we not at each other's throats right now? You know, that's that's another good question. How are we not at each other's throats? What's well, a good thing that uh, they got a praying mama, right? A praying mama that that prays that God gives her the grace to handle her children and the patience and the understanding and that, um, you know, just help me. That's all I can do. Every day I pray and I'm like, God, help me to, to get through another day. Because sometimes it feels that way, right? Especially if you have littles, you know, if you have littles at home and, and you're trying to manage, you know, maybe you're working from home and you're trying to manage those three meals a day because your husband's working from home, right? <laughs> and then you got the littles, right? So then you got to teach them. So you're trying to manage it all. And sometimes it feels like it's just too much. It's overwhelming. And we really don't feel like that Proverbs 31 woman, right? The Proverbs 31 woman that's got it all together. That She wakes up before the crack of dawn and she has breakfast and food ready, right? And her children adore her. They just praise her and her husband praises her and adores her, right? And, and what does she do? She still goes out there and she helps the needy. She helps the poor. She volunteers. And on top of that, what else does she do? What else does she do? She's a working woman. It's, it talks about how she goes out there and cuts deals and, and gets, gets a good deal on land. So, you know, 
it makes it sound like all good and dandy, right? Like Proverbs 31 chick, she's got it together. And you think like, man, how in the world is she doing it? How in the world is Proverbs 31 homeschooling? Because you know she was homeschooling too. They just don't mention it in here. But you know she was homeschooling. And you think like, wow, how in the world does she do that? How does she keep it together? How does the Proverbs 31 woman manage to keep it together, right? I mean, because when you read about her, she set the bar high. And then you're like, good grief. I want to be able to survive all my hardships and all my circumstances like a Proverbs 31 woman. I want to be like that, right? I want, I want to be able to handle everything and not worry about anything. I, I, I want to be able to face hardships in life and face them like a champ and not, not be in fear. When I was reading Proverbs 31, because I'm, I'm writing this article and I just happen to be mentioning the Proverbs 31 woman. And, and I read how, you know, it makes her sound like this woman is just so eager just to do things. She, it says she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. Well, yeah, she's just going and going and going. She, she probably, she's probably fit, right? She, she doesn't have time to sit down with all the things that she's doing in here. When you're reading about the Proverbs 31 woman, you're like, man, she don't have time to sit down. So she's fit, right? She probably has a little muscle in her arms, you know, she don't get tired. But what I like about the Proverbs 31 woman is that there's a little bit of reality that, that it's, it's like a hidden little treasure that I'm holding on to. It says in Proverbs 31 verse 25, it says she is clothed with strength and dignity she can laugh at the days to come. I'm like, wow. So here is this girl, right? That she does all these things, right? But she laughs at the days to come. In other words, she doesn't fear. She doesn't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. She doesn't sit there and stay up all night with anxiety, worry, fear, she doesn't go into a state of depression. She handles her business. That's what she does. She goes about her business every day vigorously. Vigorously. In other words, with enthusiasm. Well, sometimes I don't feel enthusiastic when I wake up. Even after the first cup of coffee, I'm not enthusiastic. Then they took away coffee and they put me on green tea. I really wasn't enthusiastic. But eventually... I'm like, okay, I could do this. I could do this. I can be like Proverbs 31 woman. But then I start thinking, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit shy of the Proverbs 31 woman if I want to survive. If I want to make it through, right? But when I look at what I do here every day, the way things are structured here at our house, the way we're dealing with this quarantine, with the setbacks, with, you know, there is the little bit of fear that tries to creep in the worry of someone in your family getting sick, of contracting something when you go out to the groceries. They, You watch the news and fear, fear and panic will get you right there. When you hear how you can't even go to the grocery store, right? Without coming home and now it's suggested that you got to wipe everything down and disinfect everything. 
Well, if you buy $200 worth of groceries and you come home, do you know how long it's going to take to disinfect all that stuff? It's going to take some serious time, right? And I get it. They want to take all the precautions possible, but if we allow ourselves to be consumed by what we see in media, we are going to fall into that trap of fear, worry, anxiety, which can lead to depression, which can lead to all sorts of issues health-wise, mentally and physically. So how do we prevent that? How do we avoid falling into that trap? How, how do we handle it, right? When, when I think about what we watch on TV, well, one of the top things that to me is real important is I'll watch the news just to get a quick glimpse of what I need to hear. Basically, like, I just need a quick update. I will not sit there and watch the news throughout the day because I know that one, it's going to consume my time and two, it's going to consume my mind. So you get that? If you spend your entire day just flipping from channel to channel, you're going from CNN to channel 13 to channel 26, back and forth, right? If you do that, not only is it going to consume your time, but it is going to consume your mind. The other thing is, is social media. Social media can be a blessing, right? Especially right now. We have to send air hugs to each other. I miss, I miss, miss, miss seeing my family, seeing my friends and getting those hugs in. I miss it. I miss going to church, right? And, and seeing, you know, all my friends at church and seeing everyone there and just getting those hugs and those warm, loving hugs, right? That you could be going through something early in that day. You could be so exhausted, so drained from a hard day at work and you get that hug right? From someone at church that just loves on you. And and then it just, everything fades away. You forget why you were so stressed before that. You forget why you were so worried. It's those hugs that, that just remind you how much that person means to you, right? Because it's soothing and comforting to the soul. I miss that. I miss the fact that I can't go meet up with anyone after church and have coffee. I miss it. I miss that I can't sit at the Starbucks. I used to like to go to Starbucks every now and then. And I could really get a few chapters in writing. I miss it. I miss gathering with my girlfriends. Having them here at the house. And, and having our... Um, we used to call it... We, well, we, we do call it Girlfriends Coffee and Jesus. Right? That's our life group. I miss them being here every other week. I'd sit there and put out a spread with cheeses and crackers and snacks and... And of course, they probably hated me because I always brought out the pastries and the donuts and, you know, the the danishes, the cakes, celebrated birthdays. I miss that. I miss that. I miss celebrating birthdays with all the family and not having it all on Zoom, you know. But, but it's a season that we're in and we're going to survive. We're going to get through it. Why? Because God gets us through our seasons, those difficult ones, those trying ones, the lonely ones. He gets us through them. And you may be lonely because you can't, you know, go out to visit with people like you used to. But you know what? The beauty of it is that right now we can sit there. We can make those phone calls. 
We can get on FaceTime. We can get on Zoom. And we can sit there and talk to people and, and just converse and have a good old time. I, I, I even attended a, a Zoom birthday party for my friend Zulema. And that, that was so much fun. I hadn't seen a lot of my friends in forever, much less talk to them on the phone. Because if you stop and you think about it, it's almost like God slowed everything down just so that we could survive. I know it sounds crazy to say it like that, but if you stop and you think about it, it's kind of how it happened. You know, we were going, going, going. And although we're so connected on social media, we became disconnected in person. People were no longer making phone calls to each other. Really. How often were you calling your friends? How often were you actually calling them and not just texting them, right? But now we're all starving for, you know, face-to-face contact. We're all starving to hear a voice other than the ones in the house, right? And what are we doing? We're making those phone calls because we miss them. We're, we're, we're not just texting people. We're getting on Zoom calls and getting everybody on the conference call or everybody on a Zoom call just so that we can feel them close to each other, close to us, right? So, you know, when I stop and I think about how disconnected we were, although we were on social media at one time, we we were spending more time on social media, scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through all that, and not paying attention to the people that were right in front of us, right? Now, you know, I see my kids, you know, they come out and they, hey, mom, what are you doing? Which are, which are rare occasions here, right? Because remember, I'm the only girl here. I'm not going to talk to you about sports. I'm not going to talk to you about basketball. You want to talk about the Bible? I'm in. You want to talk about something girly? I'm in. There are other things I could talk to you about. I, you know, but I get excited when, when they come in. They want to hear what I'm doing. They want to look at what I'm doing. And it just excites me because I'm like, wow, that is so cool, you know? They care, but I know, you know, they, they, they need adult interaction. They need human interaction. We all need that human interaction and we feel that we need it because that's what helps us to survive, right? You know, when I think about, I was joking earlier about how many times I cook in a day. I do cook three to four times a day. I'm that I'm not joking about. I'm serious. I do really cook that many times a day, but it's because I love cooking. I love cooking and I love eating, you know, good, good meals, right? Uh, I'd rather cook than go out to eat. That's kind of how I've always been. Uh, but, you know, one thing that, that I noticed that, you know, one of the things that helps me get through my days is, you know, when I get in the kitchen, I'm over there cooking and preparing meals. What I've been doing is like, I've been challenging myself to try new recipes, you know, I, I've been looking for new things to do. I've been working on new projects, new writing projects, uh, kind of just brainstorming on a few things that I've been wanting to do. So instead of sitting here, you know, just letting the days go by, um, and not really doing anything proactive, I'm finding things that are proactive every day. Right. And, and I feel really strongly about that, that we, we have to find something proactive to do in our days. We have to find something like, don't just sleep through your day and then just, you know, it's just another day. I joke how we're on island time because it does feel like that, right? Because you tend to go to bed whenever, wake up whenever, but 
reality, I still set a schedule every day. Whether I have my granddaughter here or not, I set a schedule every day. Why? Because I I still have things I want to do. You know, so many people have taken up sewing, right, as a hobby. And I think that's so awesome because, you know, not only are you making masks to help other people out, but now you have a hobby. You're keeping yourself occupied. You're keeping your mind entertained. And in order to survive things like what we're going through right now, we have to keep ourselves focused on the positive. That's very important. We have to stay focused on the positive and not allow ourselves to be consumed by all the negativity that's around us. Not allow ourselves to get consumed by all the to-dos that are taking place at home because right now... You know, you, you've got more dishes to wash. Why? Because you're cooking more meals. So now you're in the kitchen more often. Or maybe you're clean, you're finding yourself cleaning the house more often. Why? Because everybody's home and it's not tidy the way it was when everybody was at school and work. Right. I feel you right there. Uh, you know, you're trying to keep up with the amount of towels. My God, the amount of towels that are getting dirty every single week day you know that you're having to make sure that you get you know clean towels put in the in the cabinet every day right so you're constantly going right but you you want to be sure that in your constant going that you're making time for yourself to do things that are going to refuel you and just you know revitalize you and help you get back on track and not feel so consumed by everything that's going on around you So I have been working on uh, a study that I'm going to be teaching tomorrow afternoon. And, And in this study, I'm talking about walking in our faith, right? And right now, in order to survive, we have to walk in our faith. Like for real though, we have to walk in our faith. We can sit there and we can say that we're women of faith, but... You know what, when the nitty gritty comes, you know, and and everything starts falling apart, you, you start to really get into a, a mode where you can easily fall into questioning and doubting things that you're going through in life, right? So what I want to talk to you right now is a, the four four things that I feel that, you know, four steps that if we follow these four steps, we can survive any hardship, any circumstance, any quarantine, whatever you're facing in your life, whether it's a financial setback, okay, Um, if it's a layoff, whatever it is that you're facing, and I mentioned this to y'all before, uh, how last year in January, Renee was laid off, so that was setback number one, right, setback number two was uh, my back went out, to the degree that I couldn't walk for two months. Imagine being laid up in bed for two months. So that was setback number two. And then, so that was a physical setback. We had a financial setback. We had a physical setback. Then, uh, right after my surgery, I was in recovery. Uh, I stopped taking my medication and I had a mental setback. Okay. Because I had a complete breakdown and it was a result of the medications, right? Cause I had never been on anything like that before. And then my fourth one was an emotional and mental setback when I lost my brother. So when we go through circumstances like that, we go through hardships. We, we go through things like COVID-19, you know, so much is happening. We've had businesses shut down and, and all that. When we go through that, 
we really have to walk in our faith. I mean, I, I'm not lying. I'm not just, just saying that like, like for real, we really have to walk in our, our faith if we want to get through it. And I'm not saying you're going to get through it with flying colors, but what I am saying is that you're at least going to be able to get through it with grace. You're going to be able to handle everything that's coming your way. If, if we look back at our 2019, as difficult as it was, we look back at that and we see the lessons that came from it. We see the hardships, but we see, you know, in the end, the, the beauty that came from the ashes. So when you are facing setbacks, when you're facing difficulties, when you're going through things, what are the top things that we need to do? Well, first, we have to learn to let go and allow God to take over. Trusting God with our circumstance. That's key. That's essential. You got to let go and let God, you know, you, you can't sit there and try to be God because you're not God. Let God be God and you be you. What I mean by that is, you know, you have your part that you have to do. We all do. We have our part that we have to do and we have to allow God to do his part. We can't sit there and be trying to be God and try and do everything ourselves. It doesn't work like that. I hate to be, you know, the, the, the one breaking the news here, but you know what? It, I mean, it's the truth. We're not God and we're not going to be able to change circumstances on our own. Many times we're going to have to sit there and just rely on our faith and trust that God's going to do what's best for us. Second, we must stop trying to control every situation and allow God to be God. There I go again, allow God to be God and believe that God knows what's best for us better than what we do. Right? When we're trying to control every situation, we, we aren't letting it go. We're not surrendering it. We have to surrender our worry. We have to surrender our fears. We have to surrender that anxiety. We have to surrender it all to God if we want him to do his part. But holding on to it, you're not getting anywhere because you're still stressing yourself out, trying to come up with a solution all by yourself. And you're creating from the stress that you're creating to try to figure out the solution. You're creating anxiety, worry. I mean, it just starts, it just starts like unraveling, right? Third, above all, we must learn to keep our eyes fixed on, on God and not allow our minds to waver. Stay focused on God and not put our fears above our faith. So this is where I talk about magnify, magnify your faith and minimize your fears, right? I've mentioned to, to y'all that to y'all many, many times when we keep our eyes fixed on God, right? We're not allowing ourselves to be wavered, you know, to waver, you know, and to be shook, right? You're not getting shook by everything that happens in your life because things are going to happen. We know this because Jesus said it in the Bible, right? That Trouble's going to happen. Circumstances are going to happen. Layoffs are going to happen. You know, loss of loved ones are going to happen. Sickness is going to happen. Disease is going to happen. Things are going to happen. But he tells us, but remember, I have overcome the world. Right? So we have to stay focused on God and put our fears above our faith. I mean, put our faith above our fears. I got that all backwards. Look at me. So we got to put our faith above our fears and not the other way around, right? 
Finally, number four is we got to learn to thank God even before we see the solution. Thank God. Start your day in thanksgiving. By having an attitude of gratitude, we are enabling our focus to stay firm on what God will do for us and not on the what ifs. You see, how many times have you allowed what ifs to hold you back, right? How many times have you allowed a what if to keep you from starting that new position? How many times have you allowed a what if to allow you to work out that relationship? How many times have you allowed what if to keep you from the person that you're truly emphatically in love with, but in your mind you're thinking, what if they disappoint me again? So, what ifs is just a way of being discouraged all the time, right? Is living on the discouragement. But if you stay focused on God and you trust in Him, right? You're allowing yourself to stay focused on what will be, right? So, like I said, you can sit there and you can worry yourself. You can stress yourself out. Or you can sit there and make the best of the situation. We're in a season of change. A lot has changed. Everybody calls it the new norm. A lot has changed. It's how you handle this change that is going to determine whether you're going to persevere or not. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. How you handle this change will determine whether you persevere or not. So how do you want to handle it? How do you want to handle this setback? How are you going to survive what you're going through right now? This setback, this hardship, that circumstance, COVID-19. How are you going to survive? So these four things, I can assure you, I have applied them in my life. I wouldn't be writing something if it wasn't something that I had already walked through myself. I've been through a very difficult time just alone in 2019. 2019 was the most difficult year I had ever faced in my life. From the beginning to the end. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Difficult time. But you know what? Had I not done those four things, had I not stayed focused on God, had I not cried out to God when I was in pain and suffering, had I not trusted God with the end result, had I not had a thankful heart, I would have not been able to survive every hardship, every circumstance, every tragedy that I faced in 2019. I tell you this to encourage you, to encourage you to trust God. Walk in your faith. Trust God. Because when we walk in our faith, when we allow ourselves to trust God, we stay fixed and fix our eyes fixated on God. That alone is how we're going to survive. That is what our surviving mechanism is. We don't need a, a fancy survival kit. Our survival kit is just right here in our faith. Your faith is your survival kit. So... I pray that whatever circumstance you're going through right now, I pray that, that your faith, your faith continues to grow. That you continue walking in your faith, anchored by faith, with an unshakable faith in hope, trusting that God is going to see you through this season. That you're reminded that this is a season. This setback you're facing right now is a temporary season. And that soon... The seasons will change.
If you look outside, you can see the climates change every day. And you know that in a matter of time, our season is going to change from spring to summer. Well, just the way those seasons change, the circumstances that you're going through right now will soon change. But just remain faithful. Remain steadfast. And that's how you're going to survive. That is how you're going to survive what you're going through right now. That's how you're going to survive these hardships. I love you guys. And I just pray that God continues to cover you, watch over you. I pray that you and your family are safe and healthy. That you continue to, to walk in grace every day. That every day that you wake up with grateful, thankful hearts for the blessing of the day that God has given you. And I pray that God gives you grace if you live in a house with four boys, three boys, or a whole bunch of littles, and you're cooking three to four meals a day. I pray that God gives you grace, that God gives you patience and the endurance to be able to take care of your family and be the best mom, be the best wife, be the best daughter, the best sister. Just to be out there and do your very best. Because although we're not all Proverbs 31 women, you know, we're not all that woman. But you know what? There, a lot of that Proverbs 31 woman is in each and every one of you. I can assure you of that. So I love you guys. And I will talk to y'all soon. Hey, you guys. It was so great to be on here with y'all today. I want to share one message with you from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2 verse 5 and I'm reading out of the NIV. It says, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on God's power. You see, in order for us to survive the circumstances that we're going through, the hardships, the quarantine, COVID-19, whatever it is that you're facing right now in life, in order for us to survive we can't rely on our own wisdom. We can't rely on, on our own doings, on the, the, our own works of our hands. But we have to trust God and what God will do. We have to trust that God's intentions for our life is that we have a life of abundance. We have a life of good health, right? God wants us to prosper in every area of our lives. But there will be times that we are going to face circumstances, that we are going to face hardships. But one thing that we can we can trust is that we can always rely on the power of God. God's power doesn't change. It's been the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. God's power is so mighty. He can move a mountain. He can split a sea. He can heal the lame and he can he can cast out demons. God can do all kinds of things, right? God can do all kinds of things. And the miracles didn't stop when Jesus died. The miracles didn't end there. The miracles continue each and every day. So whatever you're facing right now, I ask you, I encourage you to trust God. Trust God's process and trust the power of God. Trust God for that miracle. Trust God for that change. Trust God for that prayer that you've been praying every day. Trust God with that prayer. Trust Him and trust that, that God is going to fulfill every one of your needs. Whatever, whatever area you lack, God is going to fulfill it. I love you guys. and I'm so happy, again, to be on here sharing these messages with you. For more encouraging messages, please visit me at www.livingencouraged.org. 
And you can also find me at my new blog site at www.blossomedflowers.com. I'm so happy to share these pages with you and I look forward to you joining me on there and subscribing. Subscribe to the newsletter, to the devotions and check out what we've got on there. There's some great resources that are coming out and I'm just so happy to be you know, introducing some new and exciting things that are taking place at Living in Courage and at Blossom Flowers. I love you guys. God bless.